0: Welcome to Scandinavian Mind Weekly, our show about the current trends and events within business, tech, fashion, design, culture and more from the Nordic perspective of our team of editors and contributors. Today on the program, the Avicii Tribute Museum opens in Stockholm. We have been there and checked it out. LinkedIn debuts its own podcast network. We talk about what that means for podcasting going forward. Also, we are going to print with our next issue of Scandinavian Mind and take a look at some of the highlights. I am Connor Olsen, editor in chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm here with my junior editor, Eric Sedin. How are you, Eric?
1: I'm good. I'm back from the dead
0: uh, from, from last dead.
1: week's uh, debacle. Uh, Interestingly enough, my uh, girlfriend tested positive for COVID yesterday. So that might have been what I had the week before.
0: Yeah, it's really going around. No, but we, we're super happy you you were sick, uh, you know, the week before last, and not this week because we're going <laughs> yeah. to print with with the third issue of Scandinavian Mind, and and you know, ever since we started with uh, with Scandinavian Mind and you know our newsletters and our entire uh, thing with the podcast, we've had this sort of mantra, which is you know, saying that it's A plus consistency and B plus content. <laughs> and uh it's it's just that you know some weeks you kind of feel like you're not really you know you you not you don't really have time for it all but uh and, and i was tempted to cancel this uh, this week's uh, <laughs> podcast because there's been so much going on with sending the next issue to print today like this minute actually uh, our creative director eric is sitting on uh you know putting the last touches to the last pages and uh and unfortunately, Roland couldn't be here this week uh, as well. But here we are, right, Eric? Here we are. Yes,
1: and uh, this uh, this uh, issue issue three will be worth worth it if 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 you get a shorter podcast this this week, <laughs> it could be worth yeah, it
0: for sure. You know, I'm so happy about this issue you know it, it, it's very rare that i really feel super excited about sending up a, a print thing because it's just <laughs> so, such an overwhelming project uh but looking over the pages uh uh last night i just felt like this this might be some of the best stuff we've we've ever done actually i'm i'm super excited i don't want to you know uh, jinx anything and, and perhaps <laughs> that's what i'm doing with, just by saying it but there's there's um i think there's a like a sense of clarity uh, only to speak on that for a moment in, in what we've done with really taking the temperature on, um, uh, you know, the metaverse, uh, digital fashion, what's been going on. It's funny. I, I looked over my, my last editor's letter for, for issue two that, that came out in September and what my editor's letter was about was really like an explainer on the metaverse yeah (laughs) which 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 feels so dated even now like you know six or seven months later and it just shows how much is going on in in this space uh and I, i think
1: that's interesting an interesting point because we've been I won't say like early adopters, but we've been talking about this now. So this kind of issue is kind of like a matured view of the metaverse. We are kind of like, you know, sure. we have some distance to it. We've seen it. We've written about it now for close to two years. So this is like kind of a guide of uh, like, like an experience guide of what we've learned. Kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of also like the notion that, that we, uh, you know, as we're sending a, a, a print magazine uh, off to production, uh, uh, you know, and we have this really sort of old school uh, uh, set up with, with this really tactile, wonderful uh, Swedish paper. And the whole issue is just uh, <laughs> 3D animations, renderings of different <laughs> digital garments and talks about how our digital lives will, will be. There's, there's, there's kind of like a beauty in that contrast. But I think what, what people will, will see uh, with this issue is kind of what you're alluding to it's kind of like a moment in time, so yes. we we've really you know uh, you know researched the entire industry uh, you know specifically relating to to digital fashion, uh, looking at all the projects out there and uh, i don't want to spoil the the cover or uh, the cover story just jet, uh, but really found uh, uh, you know a, a cover story that is smack in the middle of, of this development and i'm sure that this issue will um, you know, uh, six months from now when we're doing issue four, I uh, can't even talk about that right now, it's, it's, it's <laughs> too close, but I'm sure that this will feel dated too, but in a way that, yes. that, um, uh, there, there's, there's strength in, in, uh, you know, capturing the evolution of something, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of this issue is also about understanding some of these concepts and, and see where we are, um, um, yeah, no, that I just
1: feel super excited about it. Um, that's perhaps also a good thing. I feel like when I've been writing, I've been writing, uh, we talked about this before, like a long digital fashion survey or list in this piece mm, and mm. other, other issues I've been doing, like lists on innovation and stuff. And I always write, you know, I really hope this list is outdated when this is published, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the way we want it to be, you know, we don't want it to be like, uh, it's, it's a sign of the times and a kind of sign of how few, fast things are moving.
0: Yeah i'm also i'm also getting a sense just as a ref, you know general reflection uh in the industry right now because i 'm getting requests now from uh, you know all kinds of places uh, uh, even even uh, uh, before uh they knew about this issue I, I got a request from one of the bigger you know fashion entities here in stockholm to to have me on and lecture do a lecture about the metaverse because uh mm-hmm. you know they are starting to waking up to 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 this topic and they want to learn more about it. Uh, I ran into just (laughs) an anecdote. I ran into um, one of our, you know, kind of biggest uh, and most experienced, uh, most established interior designers on the street the other day. And he just, you know, waved at me, stopped me. and He's like, Connor Conrad, I need to talk to you about the metaverse. What's going on? <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, I'm an interior designer, I, I, you know. Uh, and he, he, he was talking about like the first generation of computers were, were done by, type, you know, typographers uh, uh, and some sort of graphic designers. And now we were moving into 3D and he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I work with 3D environments all the time. I need to kind of be a part of this. Yeah, of
1: course. It's very natural for them, actually. For sure.
0: And, and, you know, my point being here that I think even though, I mean, we are really close to this subject, we're, we're covering it, we're covering sort of every, every inch, every step of the way. Uh, but there's, uh, we're still super early with this too. So, so making kind of this, uh, um, uh, you know, mark in time with with this issue. I think it. it I, hopefully, I think it will help many people in understanding many of these concepts. Because there are many businesses out there, designers, creators that are now right now sitting, struggling with what will my role be I- in this new kind of landscape. And and uh, mm-hmm. if anything, I hope we can we can help with that. Anyways, let, let's take a look at some of the stories that's been happening uh, this week. Uh, our uh, dear friend and colleague, Johan Magnusson, uh, went to the opening of the Tribute Museum, the Avicii Experience in Stockholm uh, mm-hmm. the other day. And I thought we could take a look at that in a little bit. We have a story up on, on Scandinavian mind. Eric, you, you actually, you, you've been there uh, uh, prior to the opening of, of the museum, right? You've seen the space.
1: Yeah, our uh, loyal listeners will remember, like maybe like the first or second episode of this when I went to this like gaming space called Sp- mm. it was called Space basically. So yeah, it's like an internet cafe, like a modern uh, grown-up internet cafe. Mm. This place is right next to the Avicii one uh, mm. and uh, Avicii Museum then, and Amixi exhibition. And basically, this whole space is about you know digital culture, gaming culture, and how uh, you know kids and now also grown-ups express themselves online. And a safe, safe space for them to meet and right. i just remember back then they were talking about this avici space and you one our colleague is writing about it too how avici was really in tune he was really like tapped into gaming and online culture he was mm. sitting at home when he was a kid uh, like in his teens and playing you know video games playing Counter-Strike and stuff. And then he would make music on the sides. Like when they were in these like lobby rooms, waiting to get for a game to start, his friends would tell him, oh, write a song. It's fun when you write those songs.
0: So let's take a look at what this is. Uh, we have an interview up with uh, Lisa Harling ling Odland, which is a content producer for uh, the museum. And she, she talks about it's, it's, it's a museum that lets the visitors kind of explore and learn about uh, Tim, uh, the person they say, not Avicii the artist. And uh, uh, it seems like they've, they've created some kind of um, Time travel through uh, various rooms, uh, and you kind of you can, you kind of experience his life, starting with with his boyhood room, uh, moving to his and Ash's first studio, Earfile Studios, uh, in an <laughs> Ostermann basement, uh, you know, part of Stockholm, um, and and you know just moving forward like that. I'm I'm really curious. I'm really excited to to experience this myself, but it really feels like they they created. It's not just a, a, a museum with, with kind of images and texts and going through like a like a you know <laughs> no. like a three D magazine. Sometimes museums are pretty stale. <laughs> uh, you have yeah, yeah. some old outfits on on mannequins and so forth. This this uh, uh, they have like something called VR karaoke, for instance. Um, <laughs> uh, it seems exciting. It seems like they they really uh, thought about how to create something immersive and modern.
1: Yeah, next week is uh, Sportlov, at least in Stockholm, in Sweden. So I think a lot of yeah, parents yeah. will bring their kids there for a day. Check it out; it's like the perfect place.
0: Definitely, definitely. And the only thing I'm curious is how, you know, if anything, uh, you know, how how would this look like if they would do it digitally? And this is just kind of another reflection. I've been talking to people who's been involved in creating some of these. Uh, museums. Uh, obviously, we have a, a Pop House Entertainment is is kind of the the company behind this. They have done the uh, Abba Museum uh, before. Um, I think you know. I think there's an opportunity here to to create this sort of digital twin of, of these spaces as well. Why mm-hmm. should this only be a physical a place in Stockholm? Uh, mm-hmm. And it feels like what they're creating with with the content should be fitting for a digital experience uh, as well. Definitely.
1: Definitely. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you <laughs> got that out of them, but I'm pretty sure they're working on that. It, it seems uh, in theme with the place and with the uh, with Avicii too, mm, because mm. Um, most of that culture is, uh, you know, experienced online. In virtual. Yeah,
0: and of course. The the uh, His Royal Highness the Prince called Philip of Sweden and uh, Princess Sophia <laughs> was there with the inauguration. That's always that's always uh, something for. For the audience, uh, every time we post uh, <laughs> post that online, there's, there seem to be, you know, readers flowing to our website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but but you and uh, the the uh, what he said from the opening that what it was, it was really kind of uh, emotional and a moment uh, b- being there opening this so and I think there's a lot of people who has a special relation to 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 this artist and uh, uh, there there's a, a special sense of of pride. Uh, given this this, uh, tragic life of Avicii that we now have this place we can go to and and pay tribute to him it's called a tribute museum all right moving on Uh, we mentioned uh, last time you were on we talked about Reddit and their move into sort of audio rooms and so forth and now uh, LinkedIn has debuted its own uh, podcast network Uh, Eric you've been looking into this
1: yeah. So even though Reddit did like a like a clubhouse copy or a clubhouse killer, um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is not really doing that. It should, I guess. <laughs> I think everyone should if they can. But this is like just like a podcast network or like a podcast platform integrated into LinkedIn. And as of now, I don't know if you know about Do you know about LinkedIn news, like the page LinkedIn news.
0: I know they're developing LinkedIn uh, quite a lot with, with some of these concepts. I haven't looked at that specifically, but it's but, uh, it's no, basically just yeah.
1: a page for everyone to like. So they have mm. LinkedIn have chosen out like a couple of, uh, I think, 10 or 15 editors, news editors that just scour LinkedIn and look for cool uh, stories and then post them there. And that's kind of like mm. for, for the LinkedIn content creator, because it's kind of like a content place now. It's not really just for jobs people. That's like the biggest dream to get highlighted on LinkedIn news. Because they have eight million, I think seven or eight million uh, yeah. likes and followers, and that's yeah. where you want to be shown. So this is also the place where LinkedIn will start their podcast platform. Only hosts and only these editors of LinkedIn News will be able to start doing these podcasts on LinkedIn. Which I think is quite it's quite interesting because that's also what Reddit did with their uh, podcasting. Only like a few selected uh, like admins and. You know, like uh, editors there could start a podcast. It's not for anyone, which is mm-hmm. I think is quite interesting. Uh, maybe this is like, you know, social media learning from mistakes of just, you know, dropping something and then everyone just go crazy with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's more like, like a like curated some... edited experience in terms of. Yeah. Of, the, of the... course.
1: At least in the beginning, i'm I think this would be. I think LinkedIn would, would kind of shoot themselves in the foot if they don't let, for example, it's going even mind like we, like us, uh, <laughs> let's say we can have like LinkedIn podcasts on Fridays or whatever, direct this podcast live directly on LinkedIn. And people can right. comment live, you know, and it, we can have polls on their live and, you know, yeah. obviously... Yeah. We're not, you know, down with the LinkedIn news editor crew yet, but you know, I think I think they should look at that. Yeah,
0: I think really yeah, Eric, you have to you have to get on it. You have to start mingle, do some do some <laughs> yeah. uh, metaverse LinkedIn mingling, mingling to, to get in there. No, I think this is super interesting for for several reasons, and and just going back to the the notion of this sort of uh, creating uh, an edited experience, bringing on exclusive. Uh, content, exclusive editors. I mean, obviously, that's what's happening over at Spotify mm-hmm. as well. too. it's kind of a great deal of controversy with Joe Rogan. So there, mm-hmm. I think you know, any platform needs to find its unique uh, kind of selling point, and and having unique content on there is is like the, the kind of simplest way to go. But and and uh, there's there's a few other things I want to mention. Obviously, the, the, you know, LinkedIn's uh, uh, co-founder Reid Hoffman. Uh, he, obviously, a podcaster himself, he has a great uh, podcast called Masters of Scale, uh, mm. where he's, he's pretty much interview every big uh, startup tech entrepreneur in the world on that one. So that's <laughs> a that's a recommendation. It's been around for a few years. Mm. But but you know, moving on from that, I think I think this is uh, a kind of like a no brainer. I'm super excited about how LinkedIn is evolving as this kind of grown up uh, professional social medium. And I mean, we can tell it it, it, as well from, you know, since starting Scandinavian Mind, LinkedIn has been the social medium that has grown the fastest for us. And we get a lot of uh, kind of kind of high quality uh, uh, traffic from there.
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah, definitely
0: yeah you've you've seen
1: this uh right uh, yeah i've seen it kind of firsthand and you know i mean, it could be my age could be how i just got linkedin for this job because i had to get it when we when we kicked off or <laughs> you remember i had when this you were like
0: what's linkedin <laughs> do i have to get an account now
1: <laughs> and now i'm like a linkedin master we joke about it all the time it's like it's like my place i own that place now mm. um, but anyways so uh I think it's, I kind of made fun, I've always made fun about LinkedIn, you know, like the LinkedIn vibe, how people always, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, they big up themselves and that kind of vibe on LinkedIn. And that is still much, very much there. But I've seen since just for like one and a half years now, it's it's starting to be a bit more relaxed, starting to be a lot more memes. You know, we've got some <laughs> emojis floating around. It's a bit more relaxed and like the LinkedIn vibe that we've talked about before. And yeah. like. Yeah. that can be kind of
0: it's it's you know, it's also about gathering uh, business professionals into one a uh, platform and and i um you know a, a couple of months back i i heard some so we we should look up this but uh, uh there was a number saying that you know in terms of advertising uh revenue uh like the the, the value of a reader a linkedin mm-hmm. uh uh you know uh participant like like a linkedin person is worth like a hundred more than a facebook uh reader (laughs) in terms of their their buying power and so forth so i it's it's also kind of like a a premium uh um social network i haven't signed up for the paid one because i think still think that's like ridiculously expensive and and Mm. you know i'm not on the lookout for a new job anytime soon so i kind of don't need it but (laughs) but uh you know it's obvious there's there's parts of you know our operation that really is about covering the insides of of some of these industries that that we are writing about. So and I think so that's why we get so much traction from it. So when, you know, kind of alluding to what I talked about before, that, that when we write about, uh, you know, some new development with digital fashion or, um, you know, some other stuff that we're coming up with now with new materials companies within fashion that works with sort of recycled fibers, we get a lot of traction for that in the the the, the Nordic fashion community uh, from brands and from people working working with some of these topics, and it's only natural that that comes from LinkedIn rather than from Instagram or, or Facebook or, yes, or yes. You know, even TikTok.
1: Yeah. And, you know, LinkedIn, they also have newsletters like integrated into the platform and live shows integrated. Like you can do everything on there. So who knows, it might be like a, like a LinkedIn company. This is yeah. the website.
0: I'll we'll definitely keep an eye on it, and and uh, you, Eric, as our you know resident LinkedIn expert, you it's going to be your part of your job description to, to uh, yeah. learn about how to get on the the LinkedIn roster, right? Yeah, exactly all right so we decided we have a to have a, a little bit of a shorter episode this week uh, just a kind of a check-in uh we are sending the next issue of scandinavian mind to print going to be out in uh, a few weeks um there are uh, uh launch events coming up in Stockholm. so uh if you want to get in touch uh just email us directly or, or just easiest way is just sign up to our newsletter this is uh, to stay updated on, on the upcoming developments. Uh, Erik Sedin, uh, this has been great, it's been Scanner in Mind uh, weekly. Until next time, enjoy your weekend. Thank
1: you, see you.